Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I am very happy for you. I'm happy for the show. I think this is awesome. However, no, I will not wear plaid pants to this. Um, Greg, you have to dress the part. No, I don't it just, need to do that. It kind of comes with the territory a little no, bit. I, I mean, don't... you have to embrace it, just like you dressed up for when you went to see your rock band, when you went I to see Clutch this past weekend. I didn't weekend. dress up, because that is my normal uniform. That it's was a, your uniform. A that shirt was, and jeans. That's, that was that's your, all you need for a rock concert. That was your rock concert uniform. This I, is a different kind no, of concert. No, I am not going skanking with you. That's <laughs> not happening. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever. And however you listen, it is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network that's available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We do greatly appreciate it. Uh, got a bunch of stuff coming up on the show today. Do want to remind you, of course, for this week, at some point this week, we're going to play a sounder which will represent that the registration has opened for our Fun Employment Radio Cornhole Tournament. And if you want to hear that sounder, you're going to have to go back to yesterday's show, which is episode uh, 1333, yes. I believe. Yes. Yes. And so we played a sample of it there. You'll know it when you hear it. But it'll be played at some point this week. And when you hear that, we'll give out the URL of where registration will happen. The Cornhole Tournament's on May 17th, brought to you by... Next adventure in Pabst Blue Ribbon. Of course, and it'll be happening at the Landmark Saloon, which it, we are so excited about. It is going to be so awesome. So just just keep that in mind. Sometime this week, when it happens, it happens. And live listeners, you get the advantage because you get to hear it as it happens. That's so, true. And so, I mean, and once the spaces fill up, they fill up. Yeah. So, I mean, once you hear that sound, uh, you know, you can sign up at our secret, uh, super secret location, which we will announce. Yes. At a which is the URL. Or maybe yeah. today. Or maybe... Maybe right know. now. No. <laughs> No, it wasn't right now. It was wasn't right now. I was just joking with you right there. That was all, that's all I was doing Oh, Greg, there. you're quite the jokester. A uh, bit of a jokester. Mm-hmm. Also, coming up on the show in just a little bit, we are very excited to be announcing a brand new sponsor of Fun we are. Radio. And it's uh, actually one of our buddies, Jeremy Wagner, is going to be joining well, us. you might recognize the last name because he might or might not be related to beautiful Sarah Wagner, now yes, Sarah indeed. Turner. Yes. 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 Those Wagners, that there's something in their genetics, man. They're all just like ridiculously they're, good looking. They're good looking people. They are good looking people. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a good looking group. Mm. And uh, Jeremy's going to be in here talking about his business, which he actually just started not very long ago. It's going to be really cool. Uh, so so he'll be joining us here in just a little bit on the show. All right. But to talk about what uh, what Sarah was bringing I'm up at so the beginning. I'm so excited. Sarah got some big news. <laughs> some big news. Uh, it relates to the show, but more importantly, it relates for her. It's it's something special for her. Sarah, can you tell everybody what you confirmed? This was yesterday that it was confirmed. It was just a, it was just an hour ago. Oh, it was officially a, okay. It was just officially, officially confirmed an hour, an hour ago. Yes. Sorry, I which officially like it's officially officially confirmed, but nothing's ever officially confirmed until you're actually there doing the thing. If you know anything, you know about interviewing people. Like remember when we interviewed Andrew WK? Like it was supposed to be before the show, and then it turned out to be right. after the show. Like sometimes these things kind of bounce around. Yeah. So it's as confirmed as it can be at this point. But I am really excited. Of course, we talked about um, how Real Big Fish was coming to town, <laughs> along with Less Than Jake, two of um, two bands that I really like, and I've been listening to randomly uh, to a lot lately. And uh, turns out, I ended up talking to Real Big Fish's uh, tour manager, 
And I'm going to interview them at the show before they go on on, uh, on Monday, May 11th. Yes, indeed. I am very, very excited. It is I very am cool. Going, I'm going to buy some uh, plaid pants. Oh, my God. I'm going to... Let's, okay, we, we're going to have to talk about this, <laughs> about that part of it. I mean, yes, though it is confirmed. The interview is going to be happening. I'm, I'm assuming then... I mean, I'll be there, but I'm, now is, is it that I'm not oh, you're asking any me. questions or oh, you're, am I just you, sitting there? You're not going to just sit in silence, no. Hi, I guys. know that you're not a big Scott fan, but I know you can appreciate how you know successful Real Big Fish has been and oh, how I they do. still can keep it going after all these years. Like Absolutely. People like me, you know, who 20 years later are still excited to go to their shows. No, actually, Real Big Fish, I'm excited to meet and talk to them. They put on such a great live show. The show part. It's the, it's, it's the rest of the whole scene that I, I'm just not a part of. Now, of course, Real Big Fish, ska. Ska music, I was mm. never a ska fan. I was never really into the ska. Like, a couple of bands, you know, maybe the, more, more the big band style, I, I did like, but it's the ska scene, and I went to a couple ska shows when I was younger, and I realized that's not for me. And let me tell you, it's... exactly opposite of Greg, <laughs> the ska scene was for me. I loved it. My uh, my girlfriends and I in high school, when I was a junior and senior in high school, uh, growing up in Bremerton, Washington, we lived next to the Bremerton-Seattle Ferry, and what we do every weekend is we didn't want to stay in Bremerton. That was a town that nothing was happening in, so we'd hop on the on the ferry and go to the big city and go, go to, to the, some of our ska concerts. Ska yeah, we'd go and see the t- Posters, or you know, go and see the specials, or Cherry Poppin' Daddies, or um, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, or Real Big Fish. Cherry Poppin' Daddies, though, that's not necessarily ska. That's not all ska. No, it's not all ska, but I mean, neither Real Big Fish isn't all ska either. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, well, you okay. do not celebrate right. well, their whole me, catalog. All right, like well, I let do. me ask. You, that is a very fair point. <laughs> you, you really, <laughs> you really do. Uh, okay, so. Tell me this now. I want to know, like, mm-hmm. when when I when I when you attend a ska show, mm-hmm. uh, what is it like? What what are people wearing? Like, what's the dress? Well, How does this work? Because okay. I know metal shows. I know what a punk I show is. Do. I don't know. I don't know the ska world. All right. Well, let me tell you. As much as we're joking about it, there aren't going to be a lot of people skanking around. I'm not going to okay, be doing now, that. For anybody who doesn't know, skanking is what it's look called. Look up skanking. Like, look that's up ska what, dancing, skanking. That's it's what... It's the dumbest name ever. You know what is. my big problem with ska actually was? Like, regardless of the music, <laughs> it was all the terminology that was just fucking annoying. And how every band name, like like every other band had to have ska in their name. Like the, the Scottalites. Oh, my God. <laughs> ska face, Scamageddon. Like, why do you have to put ska in there? Why does that need to be there? You know, it's, it's just, it's not necessary. It is not necessary. It is unnecessary, and says then Greg Nibbler. the skanking term, where the hell did the term skank come from? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. Because, uh, you know, growing up, skank meant something else. But skanking is the t- style of dance where basically they look like they're like kind you, of having a seizure. It's almost like you're almost like falling over yeah, a little it's bit. The dumbest like dance. you kick out your legs and you kind oh. of move your arms spastically. Let me just tell you, Sarah's skanking in her chair right now. I am right not. Now, I was doing my arm movement. I was just showing you. Oh. I was like, it's very fun. It's good exercise. It's a lot of fun. It is the Running Man. It's basically the Running Man. Yeah, for... it's basically the Running Man, but slowed down and uh, it, it's it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. So it's going to be a room full of people doing that. No, it's not. All right. So I was going to tell you, people when they when they no. do this skanking, they throw their God arms all. The place are almost hitting you constantly. They're not it's almost so annoying. hitting you. So I went so to see annoying. the specials a few years ago, and you would think that more people would be like dancing around like that, and they don't know. It's like a lot of time, especially since it's going to be perhaps old people who grew up in the '90s who like you know liked them the first time around when oh, they were just coming out as a new band, and now 20 years later, we're like, oh, 
that was a band that I loved in high school that I've still, you know, listened, like heard off and on throughout the years. So you're saying the kids aren't skanking as much as they used to. I don't know if the kids are skanking. I don't, I don't know the kids. Okay. All right. I, I'm not sure what the kids are into. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you think it'll be older people, so it's not as much skanking. No, it's now just going to be a lot of people around our age who are standing around bobbing their heads, singing along to the lyrics to beer, you know, just doing their thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rick in the live chat says, uh, Greg, moshing is way more embarrassing than skanking. No. Nonsense. Moshing's way more fun. You just run into people. That's fun. That 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 serves a purpose. But so so what is like, what is the dress at a... Ska show. Well, I don't know what the current dress is. You were ska talking shows. about the plaid pants. That's what yeah. we referenced. At the I mean, beginning. what I'm going to wear. I I'm, think I'm going to go back to my high school uniform, which included but was not limited to red lipstick, a white collared shirt, mm-hmm. a button up sweater, a white collared shirt and a button up sweater. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you going to the country club or I wear button up sweater and then I'd wear my and then I'd that wear sounds my... like country club attire. No, it'd be like a little black sweater over like a like a button up shirt. But why? Why a button up shirt? Because that's what I. Why wore. are you going to a sweaty concert in a button up? Because shirt? Because that's what I wore. That's that's what I wore. I do have my button. I do actually have a button up shirt from a sleeveless one that I wore for Halloween this past year. So I'm going to wear that because it's white and it's collared. Wow. Uh, and then of course my high school uniform also had to do. I had the most amazing plaid pants that were like these vintage ones, I think, from the 70s, but they were plaid corduroy pants. Oh, wow. They were incredible. Plaid corduroy. I can't even wrap my mind around that, how that would even work. Plaid corduroy pants. Plaid corduroy pants. And this pants. is what you're going to wear? Yes. You're- well, I mean, if I can find them. I don't know where. I, I clearly i am not going to fit into my size zero high school corduroy pants, and I don't even have them anymore. And then plus also top them off with a pair of um, like bubbly-toed platforms. Oh, my God. Which I still have a couple of those, which I'm just going to go ahead and throw those on. So it's going to be a room full of people like you. Yes. A room full of yous. I don't know. I, do, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know if like people are going to show up. Is this up. the one where the dudes do like the pompadour thing? Is that is that part of that whole scene? I guess scene? some of the guys... I don't know. Ska isn't like... Like the stray cat? It isn't cool. Like it isn't... People are just like, oh, oh. yeah, I'm such... Oh, it's it is not. a hip... Oh, yes, it, it was. It is absolutely not. It's silly. If you're getting that dressed up... No, yeah, to Scott partake people... in an experience. Oh, I'm not no. Doing... Scott people feel they are superior. That is, that is in the that hierarchy. That is not true. Oh, no, no. Ska, ska is like... Uh, it's its own thing, like because you're so hip, you know about all the ska bands. That's how I always pictured ska people. Like it was like, oh man, yeah. Well, I'm going to the ska show. You don't understand, and I've got my plaid, my my getup on, and and all that stuff. Like it was a it was a much more, and I, I'm not trying to denigrate, it, but it's a much it's more fine. pretentious you crowd. You can't take this. It's away a much from more me. pretentious crowd than like a like a rock show. Absolutely fucking not. Oh, way it more. is so much less pretentious. Like okay, I'm, I get it. If okay, you, like, now I show some... up. Okay, let me ask you this. What? Now, I show up in my in my regular attire, you know, shirt and jeans or something, and I don't have the uniform on because you have to have a uniform to go. You don't skate. have to have a uniform on. But you I just, just enjoyed the wearing the uniform. Oh. I enjoyed wearing my my you know like boots and like my plaid. My plaid pants. <laughs> Mr. Jenky in the live chat said he went to Scott Patrick's Day in Utah in about 1995. And then Alex, our friend Alex in the chat, uh, said she went to the Scalloween show. Oh, see, that's the problem. <laughs> you know what? That's and really... for a time, she also wore her support Utah Ska shirt around 1994. <laughs> that is, that yep. is totally my problem. It's the Ska thing being incorporated into it. And I know <laughs> I'm probably being hypocritical. I'm sure you can find some stuff with metal in it. But I'm just saying... <sighs> The the sky sky is the epitome of that. Like they are they are the top end one of the really terrible names. 
I I can imagine that, but I'm just saying it's not pretentious. If anything, it's just silly. Everyone looks silly. It's bright colors and weird patterns and just having a really fun time. And they put on a show. Well, I'm not talking about the band. I know Real Big Fish is a, is a great band. They are. I, and I, I You're appreciate that. You're talking about that. the people that like them like me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can like a band and still uh, – be weirded out by the fans. I'm just that's saying, still possible. I'm just saying. I really am looking forward to dressing up for this. It is going to be like my my own Scalloween. Oh, please oh, don't I call it that. It. <laughs> <sighs> I might right. even cut my bangs blunt straight across for it. God. Just getting getting your ska mode. Getting getting, getting, getting ska sk- skanking material. Getting my skanking mode. You know, get your skank on. Is that what people say it? No, nobody says that. What do they say when they go to that? Like, oh, yeah, man, I'm just going to go get my skank on. It's going to be great. I don't recall. I'm skank all night long. Ever hearing someone say it. But it was fun in the 90s. All right, I'm sorry. This is my last old person statement, and then I'm going to stop. Okay. But in the 90s, when we would take the ferry across in, like, 1996, 1997, uh-huh. across the water to Seattle, and we go and find all of these, you know, underground like underage clubs because we couldn't you weren't allowed to go to a lot of them because they were uh you know they were in bars and they were 21 and over but there were a mm-hmm. bunch of places in Seattle that existed like the Rock Candy would have a ton of ska shows we just um learn about them from meeting random people at shows and they direct us toward like you know some district where there'd be a warehouse and then you'd go in and sure as shit there'd be a band playing and there'd be like like they would just set up these ramshackle like rooms for like these impromptu like ska parties for underage kids <laughs> it was really fun and then, of course, there was always the desperate running uh, to the ferry, to the Bremerton Ferry, to try and catch the last one, um, you know, so we wouldn't actually get stranded in Seattle and, you know, actually make it home on time. And Greg just left the room, so I'm now talking to myself. Um, yeah, so that's happening. But I'm totally going to try and make him wear some plaid pants, because I think that it would be completely awesome. Maybe slick back his hair a little bit, do a little pompadour thing. And Greg's dancing around in the other room. Nothing. Greg was just skanking around in the other room. I was I not skanking. Ugh, that I term. I couldn't stop him at all. All right. Oh, it's, it's uh, God. Just everything in the chat with people uh, posting about the ska things. All right, well, should we do? Um, should we do a little bit of World of Crazy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keelan just noted, is this a Scodcast? Oh. Oh. <sighs> Keelan. Uh, people, Rick says that a Scodcast that sounds scossum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Scottastic. Oh, that's great. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, this is kind of a dream come true. I didn't realize this place actually existed. Now, this is in Arkansas. I don't, I, needless to say, I don't know a lot about Arkansas. Okay. Are you? Do you know a lot about Arkansas? Um, I mean, it depends on what what it is that you're asking about. Well, this is out of Murfreesboro. It's the Ozark, Sarah. Oh, sure. Little Rock. It's where Bill Clinton's from. <laughs> well, I do remember this Whitewater. Name. That was a whole thing. Because it's that really happened. hard to say. Murfreesboro, Arkansas. Murfreesboro, yeah. Murfreesboro. It, isn't there a Murfreesboro, Tennessee, too? I do not know. Um, I think so. I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a park in Murfreesboro, Arkansas, not Tennessee. <laughs> People are noting in the chat, Scarkansas. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. So what happened in Murfreesboro? Okay, in Murfreesboro, Scarkansas. 
I can't even say this. Skarkansas. Skarkansas. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a state park there. I didn't know about this existence called the Crater of Diamonds State Park. Have you heard of this? Yes. I did not know where you can I've go there. I've heard the there. name, but I, I'm, is it that where you can like actually look for diamonds? You can actually yeah. look for diamonds, mm-hmm. and people actually find diamonds. Yeah. And they can you can keep them right. if you find them. It's like a field, and you get out there, and you rent a little thing to sift through the... Yeah, I thought that you'd yeah. be more excited about this at the potential of actually finding a diamond, because well, this woman... I didn't think that you could actually... I mean, I, I know you technically you could find them, but I mean... No, you find them, and you get to keep them, and a woman by the name of Susie Clark uh, yesterday paid the entrance fee to get into the park, which is eight American dollars, and ended up find, finding a 3.69 carat diamond. Is that a lot of carrots? That's a lot of carrots. Okay. Like Basically like a regular, like basic, like, I don't know, like that kind of ring. That's one carrot. Okay. Okay. So three carrots is probably like that big. <laughs> Which this is, uh, Sarah's, was that an inch across? I don't know. I don't know exactly how you expect me to in audio, like, yeah. describe to you what size a carrot is. I don't know. You were married. You'd know better than me. Oh, yeah. I don't remember, though. Yeah. It was, uh, it was expensive. <laughs> That's all I remember. All right. Uh, well, she found... It's expensive and I didn't get to keep it. <laughs> this woman <laughs> named Susie Clark found a 3.69 carat um, white teardrop-shaped diamond in the park's 37-and-a-half-acre search field where visitors are invited to seek out and keep whatever gems they find for an entrance fee of $8. Okay. So she found a 4 carat, which is a lot of money, Greg. Yeah. If you think about like what you probably spend on yours and dub- times it by like 100. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So uh, people can go there. For this entrance fee and find diamonds in the park. And it happens more often than you think. Uh, Back in 2014, a man found a 6.2 carat diamond. Wow. There. And so you can keep it and you can resell it. So the park says that more than 75,000 diamonds have been found in the area since John Huddleston, who's the former owner of the land, discovered the first diamonds on the property in 1906. Well, now I kind of want to go there. I know. That's why I said this story, because I thought that you'd want to go there. Well, again, I thought it was just like a gimmicky thing, like, oh, yeah, go look for diamonds. And then nobody ever really finds one. And you find like a tiny little speck or something. No, there's actual diamonds. 75,000 diamonds. And you get to keep whatever you find. I'm in. I'm thinking that our next adventure needs to be to go to Murfreesboro, Arkansas, and (laughs) go find ourselves some diamonds. Solve all all of our money woes Mm -hmm. in the diamonds. In Scarkinsaw. People have some amazing ska puns in there right now. <laughs> uh, next up, a story close to my heart out of Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa state government workers were forced to evacuate the state capitol after someone's lunch set off the smoke alarm. What lunch was that? But a delicious Craft Easy Mac. Yes, a Craft Easy Mac was left inside of a microwave for too long and it burnt inside. Started uh, setting off the fire alarms and making the chamber fill with the smell of smoke. Gee, how long had he microwaved? I don't this know, thing? but you know what? I'm not the best cook in the world, but even I have never burned macaroni and cheese. A microwave something until it's on fire? Until it's on fire. That seems like a rather long time. Yeah, this is. It was 11 a.m. Microwaved it to the point where it was actually on fire, and they had mm-hmm. to abandon the Capitol building because of this. Uh, no one was injured oh, thank in goodness. the Easy Mac fire. Okay, thank goodness. I just wanted you to be aware that this well, is something that could happen. I need this you to be careful. This is more of a reminder for me. Yeah, like, I was going to say, that's really it. what this is. Because you eat the Easy Mac here at the studio. We do have a microwave. I haven't here, had Easy Mac in quite some time. Oh, that's the story we're going with. I haven't. I can't even remember the last time I did. Maybe mm-hmm. it could be because my memory's short. Maybe it's because it's been a long time. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's it's, shiny. It's one of those two things. <laughs> it has been a while. 
Although I did have some spiral macaroni and cheese yesterday, but it wasn't easy mac. All right, out of Utica. What? What? You ate expired cheese? No, I had some spiral macaroni and cheese. Oh, spiral macaroni yesterday, and cheese. Okay. Yesterday, but that wasn't easy mac, so it was totally right. fine. And I went running this morning, so that's okay. okay. I just canceled it out. It's not like it's doing bad things to my body or anything. Okay. Out of Utica. Is that how you pronounce it? What? Real quick, and I have to address this in the live chat because it's something that's always bothered me and I didn't know other people are bothered by it. Okay, Keelan in the chat just said, that person is also the person that takes their food out before the timer expires and doesn't reset it. That is one of the most oh, annoying the things beep, on beep, earth. Beep, beep. No, but then they take it out like when there's like maybe 15 seconds left and then just close the door so it's always sitting there blinking because it has 15 seconds left and don't cancel it out. That is so annoying. That is a very annoying thing. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I've never noticed that before. But it's because you do it. Because I have to go over there and I have to hit stop and like clear out the Why timer. do you have to? It's not making any noise or anything. But then it's it's got to be cleared out. And then, then the clock is on But there. why? It's not affecting you in any way. You can't but even is, see the microwave from annoying, where you're sitting. But it's annoying if I walk by and I see it and it's got like eight seconds left on it or something. You know, got to clear that out. That's really odd. Well, now that I know it bothers you, I'm going to do it all the time. Damn it. You should you should never tell me these things. Okay. All right, got a couple uh, meat smugglers in these next couple stories. First one is okay, uh, meat smugglers out of Utica, New York. Okay, I believe that's how it's pronounced. U T I C A. Sure, sure, Utica. Uh, Utica police have had a long, long search, but they have now proudly announced on Facebook that they have arrested the man that they have deemed the beef jerky bandit. <laughs> He's been terrorizing the town of Utica, New York. And now John Kaminsky, 51 years young, has been charged with petite larceny, which is a misdemeanor. Uh, He was also issued several traffic tickets on top of that. I don't know what the traffic tickets are for, but this story is about the beef jerky bandit. Okay, yeah. Uh, So Utica police officers uh, were able to arrest John Kaminsky uh, on the city streets after they were able to recognize him from a video where he was seen stealing some beef jerky. Wow. And it was not his first time. I picture Hence, him sending in like the beef jerky bandit. Taunting like videos and stuff where his where his like face is covered and oh. no beef jerky is safe in my town. Well Kaminsky like is a suspect in several larceny. No beef jerky will, will be, be saved. saved. Something you like that. You have been abusing that this week. I haven't abused it. No it's only like the second time I've used it. Yeah, and it's Tuesday. Yeah. That's two days in a row. Why would they put uh, anyway, the voice modulator there if they didn't want John Kaminsky, it? it's going to be amazing when someday those knobs just disappeared. John Kaminsky is a suspect in several beef jerky larceny cases. Now, the ones that they have them on so far, though, <laughs> uh, beef jerky was stolen from two separate convenience stores. Uh, Kaminsky has been charged so far in one of the beef jerky capers. Uh, more charges are like- likely in the other larceny case, as well as other unsolved Beef jerky oh. cases. Hey, you got no proof. In the area. We'll see. This Don't is a it's... real issue there. This is a real issue. I mean, the man likes his beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another man who likes meat, and he lives in California. This is out of Redding, California. Mm-hmm. I don't understand if these men love the meat so much. Why don't they just buy it? Why are they stealing the meat? Well, why why pay for it if you can just go out and take it, Sarah? Well, uh, they're revolutionaries. They're they're uh, rebels. Well, they don't shop- conform to your thing. If they want beef jerky. They're going to go take their damn beef jerky. They're survivors. Well, a repeat shoplifting suspect is back in jail. After he was caught shoplifting again. Now, this guy has, uh, he, he, like John Kraminsky, or whoever you said his name, uh, Kaminsky, also has a meat-stealing fetish. The beef jockey bandit. This guy's name was Andrew Ramos. 
Uh, Andrew Ramos was caught trying to leave a Price Right supermarket in Reading without paying for four salamis that he had stuffed inside of his pants. Oh, he's a salami bandit. He's a salami bandit. From beef jerky bandit to salami bandit. Uh, A store security worker told the responding officer that he observed Andrew Ramos. Uh, which doesn't have as flashy of name as the beef jerky bandit. No, no. Um, so Andrew Ramos. The salami sleuth? No, not sleuth. That's the wrong word for it. Hmm. I don't know. Well, uh, he observed Ramos picking up two wrapped salamis and gently placing them down the front of his pants. Gently placing them. Ew, yeah, why does it say gently? Uh, security confronted Ramos as he left the Slower. store. And it was then Ramos pulled out not two, not three, but four salamis. How did he keep them in there? Was it just like press, the pressure of pressing up against the pants, or did he have like secret pockets? I don't know if he had how secret long salami the pockets. How they're, long? Uh, let me see. I don't, it doesn't say how long they were, but uh, all four of the salamis together were valued at fifty nine ninety six. So that's roughly like fifteen dollars a piece. So those have to be some pretty decent sized salamis. Yeah. Uh, so yes, the salami is delicious. I'm not going to lie. Salami is delicious. Pants salami. Yeah. Not so much. Now, if you could get no that pants salami. I'm not going to have pants salami. Okay, so the salamis were $15? Yes, $15 a piece. Okay, now say they were wrapped up. Okay, so they're wrapped. Like They're sealed. Like the sealed, like the pressure, like the... Like plastic like sealed. Plas- plastic wrap, no mm-hmm. leaks. And you could get that $15 salami for $8. Oh, no, I wouldn't. That's too much. $5. No, that's still too $5. much. $5. No, that is a I third of the that price. I don't salami. That is... Uh, that is a you cannot afford not to buy the salami that price. I would pay a dollar. No, you got to pay five dollars. No, the man I don't smuggled think I'd it out it. in his I pants. I wouldn't pay it <laughs> in the chat. You're paying five dollars for pants salami in the vacuum sealed. Thank you. I couldn't figure out. Scalami has it. Salami. <laughs> All right. Well, security anyway uh, confronted Andrew Ramos as he left the store, and he pulled out four of the Campo Frio Salchik. Salamis. Oh, fancy. Yes, it sounds fancy. I don't know my salami. What happened to just regular old salami? What do you need all that uh, stuff Well, he pulled them out of his pants and turned them over to employees. Ramos was then promptly arrested and was charged with one count of retail theft and uh, was was sent into jail on a $2,500 bail. Also, though, this wasn't Andrew Ramos. $2,500? Well, wow. because it wasn't his first time. Okay. So Andrew Ramos has a I checkered past when it comes to food thievery. So a check of his uh, criminal history background revealed that he had four prior convictions for retail theft, one of which included a case back in May of 2014, which I remember this case, which he was caught stealing $12,000, or excuse me, not 12000 I misspoke, $1,200 worth of frozen shrimp from uh, from a supermarket. That is a lot of shrimp. I can't imagine you can stuff that shrimp. much shrimp down your pants. And that doesn't really have a lot of staying power. Well, it smells. The smell. Where? How? I want to know the story of that. I, I'm, I can look it up for another time. Yeah, because, I mean, know. that is a lot of shrimp. Unless the shrimp was extremely expensive. I mean, I'm not a shrimp guy, so I don't really know... I know it can be spendy, mm-hmm. but still, $1,200. Where would you stuff it? I guess you would, like, maybe he's a bigger guy. Hmm. Or maybe he has, like, you know, like cargo pants. Oh, you could do cargo pants. Yeah, if you had enough pockets, you could fill your pockets full of shrimp. I'm pretty sure that someone, not judging anyone who wears cargo pants, but I'm, a salami thief, I think, might be possibly wearing cargo pants. 
Maybe. But, but it didn't say pull them out of the longer. pants pockets. It said pull them out of the pants. I think you get an elastic belt and then you put the... Uh, some what, kind you of belt elastic, your legs? No, an elastic waist. And so that way there's salami and you got a big shirt and the salami rests against the elastic Is waist. Is it like you with your pants that unzip to make shorts or the short parts um, like tighter than on you your legs? fun of those? Because those no, are No, I'm fantastic. just asking because if it's tighter around your knees, if you have short pants like that, the pants that you can convert into shorts by unzipping them, then maybe that's how the salami stayed in there. No, my conversion pants are absolutely, they're they're perfectly fitting the entire way. And then just halfway down, if I'm like, oh, you know what? It's really warm outside. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and zip, unzip these. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to rechange because I've already got my shorts right there. So I just unzip the legs and then I stuff those into a little bag, even in a pocket. Keelan's going crazy with the ska puns. I love it. Your scants. You can just put ska Scots. in front of anything. Oh, my God. All right, there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Crazy. There's another story, but I feel I'll end on that one and save it for tomorrow. And that story will be told another time. Uh, and that story's name was Jesus Christ. <laughs> the story's name was, huh? Yep. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to take a break <laughs> and uh, go ahead and get our guest in here because he has arrived. So Jeremy from Urban Timber, and, um, and also Jeremy's just awesome. So yep. uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Your favorite Scottcast. Oh, God, that was so gross. Oh, don't I'm getting listening that out. to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio, and that's a uh, the full dot com scenario. Uh, and you're listening to well, not at the moment. Uh, I'm Reese Darby. Uh, should have said that at the beginning. But after me, uh, you'll be listening to Nibbler and Dylan. Always a good laugh there. Uh, so enjoy them, and I'll see you next time. I really wish the mics had been live and you just exclaimed, oh, my butt mug. That was... <laughs> it is a, oh, my butt mug. That sounds that, weird. That is what you just yelled Now you have to say what it, out of context, it sounds weird. No, I don't have to. You have to. It's you have my to butt explain. mug. <laughs> explain what your butt mug is, sir. No, you're the one that brought it up. So. All right. We'll just leave we'll it We'll just there. leave it at that. All right. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. So we are joined now, and I've got... We've, we've got a question that we were talking about off air, so I'll just introduce. We've got Jeremy in here. Jeremy, hello. One of the beautiful Wagner siblings. Hi, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. It's so good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me in here. Yeah, what do you think of our studio? It's a little, little toasty in here today, huh? It's, uh, it's tight. It's tight. It, it's our kill room. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> Actually, what Actually, your sister hired us to murder you. This is, this is why you're here. This is an awkward way to start. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. I know, right? <laughs> so we're going to talk about urban timber here in a minute, but we were just bringing up ska. So were you a ska? Which, you know, because it's 1993 all right, over Right, that's again. pretty well, much. <laughs> I, was, I was a one-band ska fan. We, the Cherry Pop and Daddies was maybe like the one band that would ever play in my hometown. Greg mm-hmm. so, liked Cherry Pop and Daddies a lot, too. Well, and I would go see them in Albany, because I, I yeah, grew up not yeah. too far they, from there, too. They played at the Venetian Theater like once a week. Yep. That's the only thing to do in Albany was to see... That totally band at that place. Yep. Yeah. So there are all these like default ska fans from Albany and the surrounding areas. Because... I mean, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. really think about it when I was listening to them that this was ska. I was just like, oh, it's Cherry Pop and Daddies. I know who they are. We had two. We and had two the... options. We had we had uh, Cherry Pop and Daddies. We had Floater, and it was one of the other. Yeah, Floater. Uh, Henry's Child. I remember that was one that was around for a little while too. Henry's. I don't even know Henry's what Henry's Child. Child is. They were around for like two years or something. Okay. Yeah. Was that ska or was that more like the no? Style? It was more like Floater. I think I missed that one. Yeah, they they weren't very popular, but I, for some reason I liked them. Yeah, it's but weird. Yeah, Cherry Pop and Daddies because they would play the Venetian, and that's where I was kicked out of the Cherry Pop and Daddies concert. How many concerts have you how, been kicked out of? How do you get kicked, kicked out, out of a Cherry Pop and Daddies concert? They told right? us explicitly not to jump on stage, and 
I jumped on stage. You just, I jumped on stage and then like jumped right off really quick and tried to avoid security. And they just came over, found me, picked me up. It's same. That's usually how I get. This is out of every story you have I would going get to a show. Get picked up and carried, up and carried out outside. Yeah. Were you wearing a zoot suit? <laughs> I was not wearing a zoot suit. But I think is I know. But you were inciting the riot. Yeah, I was like, nope, I'm going to do it. You can't tell me not to jump on stage. Oh, Greg, that's what you need to wear. I did talk to my way back in. Show you have to. You need to find a zoot suit. Oh no, I'm not going to wear a zoot mm-hmm. suit. No. See, that sounds like way too much work. That's the whole ska thing. You were talking about the uniform for it. It's not basically. a uniform. It's yeah, like but... the clothes that you like to wear. You just sound lazy. No, that just sounds hot. And I mean, I'm going to a concert. It's a t-shirt and jeans or shorts. You know, and then you run around and hit people. That's what. That's what I would do. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's and no wonder he gets kicked out of so many shows. Yeah, I, yeah, it did, yeah. I, I had a lot of problems <laughs> back then. <laughs> but yeah, Cherry Bob and Daddy's is cool. So Sarah oh, yeah. will be uh, interviewing. Real I saw Big them a Fish. lot. They played a lot actually in Seattle at um, the Rock Candy, which was the underground like all ages club there. Mm-hmm. So I saw them quite a bit as well. So I guess between Seattle and Albany, they took over the Northwest, and that's our Scott story. Yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go. All right. Well, Jeremy, you are here to talk about something too. So urbantimbertree.com. I want to tell everybody the website right now to go there, urbantimbertree.com. Which it looks great. You just yeah. got it up, right? I just got it up. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> Dude, these pictures, a long time in the making. These pictures on here are incredible because, it, I mean, it's it's like you're scaling these giant trees. They look like they're in National Geographic or something. <laughs> like it's you scaling these huge trees. That's that's the good part, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and trimming them. Uh, well, you would have to explain exactly what you're doing. Yeah, it looks it's not amazing. necessarily all like large trees, but you can do basically any kind of tree, like pruning, taking uh, care yeah, of it. Yeah, pruning, uh, removal for hazard aesthetics and uh, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I've been, I've been called a monkey with a chainsaw on several occasions. <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's part of the job. You get up there and you you, you clean the tree out from top to bottom. You you uh, uh, just just get up there and swing around and have a good time. Basically, wow, it's you really would. Fun. I would think you'd have to have no fear of heights in order to do this. You have to have a healthy fear of heights. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here talking to you today and not splattered on the ground somewhere. Fair enough. Yeah. How did you get into this this line of work? Um, you know, I had a buddy who started a company about eight years ago, maybe a little longer, and uh, he hired me on as a grunt worker, and I, I learned the trade through him. Mm-hmm. All, I, all I wanted to do the whole time was get to the top of every tree, and you know, I, I've been doing that for about eight years now. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And when you say hazard trimming, is that like if somebody has a branch hanging over their, their roof and it looks like a, you know, a bad windstorm will just take it down? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things you look for. There's like decay, and uh, you, you, you take out crossing limbs and stuff that will be potential hazards in the future and stuff that could fall and crush a car or crush a house or, you know, or just you know, fall on somebody's head and yeah, not serious brain damage. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want that to happen. Not good. Don't get brain damage. <laughs> Even not the serious kind. Avoid <laughs> That'd that. Be awful. At all costs. Well, and so you went from working for your buddy, and then now this is your company, Urban yeah, Timber. Yeah, well, which... I worked for I worked for a couple different companies. I worked for uh, one of the biggest ones in town. It was a lead climber for a lot of years, and really picked up the the trade well, um, and decided it was time to go off on my own and uh, and start my own thing up. So I've been I've been at it for a while now, and it's been going really good and. Yeah. Just That's, how did you learn there. how to climb trees like that? Are you like a rock climber? Uh, I did this... a little bit of rock climbing before, but I mean, you just kind of, you got to get in there and Is it do like it. a belay system? Yeah, there's all kinds of techniques. There's all kinds of tools and toys that we use and gadgets. But uh, yeah, I actually learned from a, a, a giant man gorilla named Boston John. <laughs> Boston um, John. That Boston sounds John. like a giant man gorilla. Boston John the yeah. man gorilla. <laughs> I like it. He, he used to tell me just to get up the, get up the tree uh, 
He always say like, hey, if you could see what I see right now, you'd be peeing your pants, son. Get up here and cut something. <laughs> <laughs> What's like, the tallest tree you've ever scaled up? I think uh, the biggest tree I was in was a hemlock. It was about 200 feet where I cut Jesus. it. Jesus. Yeah. Did you get to the tip top of it? Well, before you break the top out, you got yeah. to stop at some point. But uh, yeah, I got, it, I got it to about 200 feet. Damn. Oh, yeah. that's terrifying. I'm scared of going awesome. on my own roof to clean that off. Like that's... I hate doing. I hate it. I cannot imagine. Might not be right for the job. I might not be good at this. Yeah, (laughs) judging by that. Well, you might. You have some of those uh, hazardous limbs. I mean, your house is surrounded by the most gigantic trees. I got some big trees there. Yeah, get me out there. I know, Jeremy. Is there any tree that's too big? Uh, I wouldn't say too big. Too dangerous sometimes. Okay. Some some of the trees have too many splits, or they're too far gone, dead, or diseased. Mm -hmm. And then you you need to take other precautions to get it down. But. uh, I've, I've never turned a tree down. And you don't uh, not only like remove branches and stuff, you also prune as well. Yes, we do. We prune for health from disease. Uh, we take out parts of the tree that are dead or dying and hazardous and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll go through the tree and, and pull out all the bad parts and leave all the good stuff. Have you ever pruned for design, like a la Edward Scissorhands? Have you ever made any shapes? <laughs> Topiaries? No. No. I haven't tried my hand at that yet, but maybe maybe I'll start. Have you ever seen I'm – I'm, I'm working blue right now. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen uh, – the trees down off of 12th and Division that are pruned to look like penises? You don't know they're pruned Division. to look like they penises. They are 100,000% pruned. You think they do that on purpose? Craig, they're, they're balls and a dick, yes. <laughs> I live is. right over there. I haven't noticed that. Oh, no. It's right there next to uh, a Prisa. Yeah, yeah. Right there. There is an entire building that is completely pruned to look like penises all along the side of it. I'm going to drive by that on the way home. Yeah, you have to. I'll because put it on I'm, my website. I, I'm trying to pull up a picture for it. Oh, yeah. It's actually been on – there's a website called uh, – It. sorry, this is so crass. <laughs> uh, there's a website called itlookslikeadick.com. <laughs> of course you would know about that website. <laughs> so people will send in if there's like a puddle or something on the ground or someone, you know, like a stain looks like – it looks like a dick. And so people have submitted <laughs> – People have submitted this tree. It was like the background of the of that website, which is like worldwide for quite some time. Some it's their trees. actual background for the whole website. Yeah, it was, it was for right a there time in 12th there. And Division. Right there in 12th and See, Division. I never it's... noticed it until you pointed it out because I saw that place all the time because I go to that uh, that cart over there. And then all of a sudden you posted that. I'm like, okay, yeah, now I can see it. But I didn't One notice it until you, you did. You don't see it until you actually see it. Yeah. yeah. And then out. you yeah, can't yeah. not see it. It's anything, everything that you can see. <laughs> I'm trying to pull them up right now. All right, okay. Greg, so uh, I brought up penis trees. Why don't you go next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking them up right now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this is uh, this is really cool, though, that you've done this on your own, like getting your actual own business going. Because how long have you been been doing this on your own? On my own for uh, one year now. Nice. Yeah. So I'm Congratulations. first year under the belt, and it's it's been really fun. It's like uh, putting all these pieces together, you know, one one Mm -hmm. piece at a time. It's been awesome. Um, And you were saying you can also do like a free estimate, right? Like if somebody's uh, interested in having Even more than that, I'll do a free tree assessment. I'll go out there and I'll I'll walk through your property with you and I'll I'll take you tree by tree, tell you what you have, tell you what they could be. Um, um, If something's encroaching on something else and this one should go or that one should stay or this could be pruned in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I'll do. And and that's all free and it. I love to do it. So awesome! Oh, that's fantastic! And UrbanTimberTree dot com, which great name. I know I talked to you about this before. Good job getting that name. Oh, thank you. Well, that's I like the logo name. too. Yeah, the logo's yeah. great. The website's good. So I basically, any it. any you, homeowner or business owner, you know, who has any kind of you know tree or bush or anything like needs yeah, someone to take shrub, care yeah. of. It. Support a local cause. Support a local business. Support an awesome friend of ours, and uh, look into getting work done by him. Yeah, it's a lot of work starting your own business. Just as somebody, you know, we've been doing it for a while too. I know how much 
hard work that is. It's not, yeah. I mean, because you love doing the tree stuff, but it's all that side stuff of managing it's, a business. It's just managing a business is, is so much harder than tree work. Yes, say climbing exactly. Tree, tree is, t- is hard. Uh, Try doing book work for the first time. You know? oh, <laughs> totally. So yeah. I feel it's like, like I, I will talk on air for 30 hours a week rather than do – I would rather do that than do any book work, but that's Absolutely. what you got to do. So, but, but then there are people who would rather do book work and there <laughs> is. talk yes. for 30 hours. Forever. And I appreciate those people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so urbantimbertree.com. UrbanTimberTree.com. That's right. And you can see pictures of Jeremy in action. You can get all of the insight. You, there's also a, a form that you can fill out to set up uh, an, an appraisal. Is that what? Uh, estimate, yeah. Estimate, so an estimate, that will, yeah. That form you fill out will just send me over your information, and then I'll call you, and we'll set up, set up a time to meet and uh, go from there. We've got actually somebody in the live chat. Alex says she's going to give you a call because she's got a tree that keeps trying to kill her house. Oh, so. fantastic. Yeah, take care of that before that happens because <laughs> I, I have so many friends. I who won't have, let that happen, Alex. Yay. <laughs> no, because I have friends who have like been worried about a tree or concerned about a branch falling on their house and then they're like, oh, I'm going to take care of it, I'm going to take care of it and then the damn branch falls those. down and yeah. then it's like, I should have taken care of that and now it's completely damaged. I'll you see you those horror stories. I've, I've thought about that before because I live in the converted attic so it's like, if something does fall Frank, on the roof... you live in a converted attic. I know, I say that all the time on here. Um, <laughs> but so if something does fall oh, on the roof, squished. I can hear it. Yeah, when we've had like the really big storms, I'm like, okay, so they're going to find me with a tree over me. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> like, here's how that's it is. That's how they're going to find me. That's, that's how, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no joke. That's, I mean, you're surrounded on all sides with giant trees. One of those is going to... Oh. oh, thanks. Yeah, now that, that won't give me nightmares at all. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little terrifying. All right. So, yes, uh, urbantimbertree.com. Contact Jeremy. And we're so happy that you were able to take some time to hang out yeah, with us. Thank yeah, thank you so much for having me Yay. here, guys. It's really awesome. <laughs> right on. Well, yeah, get a hold of Jeremy and all right. uh, get that taken care of. Cool. All right, we'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. All right, we're just going to it.com. Dot com. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Away. 
time, such a fine time, such a happy time. And I remember how we played, simply waste a day away, then we'd say nothing would come between us. To dreamers, father wears his Sunday best. Mother's tired, she needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister's sighing in her sleep. Brother's got a date to keep, he can't hang around. Listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. And we're back. Oh, Jeremy is so adorable. And his lovely wife was in here, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're just the cutest couple. And um, we did forget to mention that Jeremy works all over the Portland metro area. So, I mean, out to Oregon City, Sherwood, Tiger, all the information, Happy Valley even. So, all over the place. He's and, mobile. Yeah. He's mobile. And urbantimbertree.com. So, you can go there and there's a free quote button up on the right-hand side or his phone number's right there, which is 503-449-4066. So, and you I mean, said call been, or fill it out and, and you can get a quote. We've been buddies with Jeremy for years. We knew him before this business. He's a super solid, great he's, guy, and he's fantastic at what he does. Yeah, he's a solid dude. So, uh, Urban Timber Tree. I mean, he's a Wagner. Yes, well, yeah, it's in their it's in their blood. We work well with the Wagners here at Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> I love the. It Wagners works out here. good for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do a little bit of ball talk? Should we play the cornhole sounder right now? Stop tormenting no, people, Greg. Not now. Soon though. But how soon? No, 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 no. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. It is uh, just a, some small balls today, but I got a few things to talk about because there is a lot going on in the world of sports. The Portland, I watched some sports yesterday. You did indeed. Mm. The Portland Trailblazers played the Memphis Grizzlies last night in the game game four of their series, of their best of seven series, being down three to zero in the series, meaning if the Blazers had lost last night, that would have been it. They were done. Done for the year. They go home. Memphis moves on to the next round. Maybe the last game ever with Marcus Aldridge in a Blazers uniform. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to focus on that. We're going to hope that doesn't happen. However, the Blazers won last night. They, It was almost like they fell into the wind because they, they were playing okay. They were playing better than they did, but mm-hmm. also Memphis faltered pretty bad at the end, and it was kind of a game of uh, who, so who can miss the most shots. It wasn't so much that Portland was, lost or won, it was that Memphis lost. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it was. However, a win's a win. That's all that matters. So the uh, Portland Trailblazers beat the Memphis Grizzlies. It doesn't help that their second best player is also out uh, indefinitely with an injury. Yeah, that kind of helps out the Blazers a little bit. So the I think Portland... the Blazers still had Lamarcus Skaldridge. Oh, stop that! <laughs> Sumon just put that in. Lamarcus Skaldridge. Uh, <laughs> Scamarcus Skaldridge. Oh Jesus! All right, I no, you're stop good. That. you're overskying it right there. Well, th- that's it. I'm trying to tank it. If I overskot, then maybe this will go away. Uh huh. Portland Trailblazers beating the Memphis Grizzlies. So the next game, Game Five, is going to be on Wednesday in Memphis. If they win that, they come back to Portland. They win that, they go back to Memphis. So we'll see what happens. But hey, at least they won one right now. So right now that pressure is off. And yeah, it's not going to be a sweep. And if they can pull one off in Memphis, then hey, who, who knows? 
go from there. Hey. Moving on to Bell Talks. Uh, a couple other things, actually, in the NBA playoffs. The Cleveland Cavaliers basically constructed a team to get a championship this year by bringing back LeBron James and then also getting Kevin Love. Are now in trouble, so they've got a. They've got. I mean, they've got a team of superstars. It's LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Love, and a bunch you say of superstars. It sounds like a little kid. Yeah, they've Kevin, got a team of superstars. They're, they're superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean LeBron James and Kevin Love especially. So Kevin Love though is now most likely going to be out for the rest of the playoffs oh. due to an injury that happened against the Boston Celtics. And whether you like the Cavs or Kevin Love or not, you hate to see this kind of thing happen. Um, but yeah, his arm was basically pulled out of his socket. By a player on the Boston Celtics, there's a big dispute. Uh, Kelly Olenek is his name. There's a big dispute whether Kelly Olenek did it on purpose or whether it was an accident. My guess is he didn't intentionally yank his arm out of his socket, but he did foul him on purpose. And the the side effect was that Kevin Love is not very happy. He believes that Kelly Olenek should be suspended. And uh, I think actually he might get a game suspension for next year, Kelly Olenek. Oh. However, Kevin Love, though, out. There's video of it when it happens, and you just see him like Kevin Love instantly is, is clearly in pain, and his left arm doesn't move anymore, and he just runs off the court and straight into the locker room. Oh no! Doesn't even stop. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, sorry for uh, Kevin Love going down. Moving on to ball talk. There is so much happening this week in the world of sports that I just want to give once again give like the highlight for anybody who doesn't pay that much attention to sports. Or even if you do, what the big things are that are happening this week. All right. The NBA playoffs are happening. The NHL playoffs are happening. That's the hockey playoffs. And I would speak on those, but I don't know enough to really do it. Maybe once it gets a little further down the road. Can I guess something that's happening? Sure. The Kentucky Derby? The Kentucky Derby is happening this week. That is happening on Saturday. The Kentucky Derby, the first of the Triple Crown Series. Also on Saturday, the match between... Oh, yeah. Can you tell me who? Uh, Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. Yes. Yes. There you go. So that... The and all Bo- I know is that they're both assholes. They're both assholes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're both assholes. And that is going to be happening on Saturday night. So it'll be the Kentucky Derby. And then like two hours later is this huge boxing match. And then on top of that is also on Thursday, the NFL draft, which is... Huge. The NFL is king. The NFL overshadows everything. So despite all this other stuff going on, most of the sports coverage you're going to see is going to revolve around the NFL draft and whether or not Jameis Winston goes first, whether or not Marcus Mariota, where he's going to get drafted, and is Marcus Mariota going to be a bust, or is Jameis Winston going to fuck up off off the field? That's what everything's going to be about. Um, With that, since Tampa Bay does have the number one pick, there's speculation. It's pretty... Pretty much that that they're going to take Jameis Winston with the number one overall pick. Now there's a lot of trouble he has been in in his career, and that's where a lot of the problems are. Like he's a, he's a very good player on the field, off the field, not the brightest guy in the world. Pretty okay. dumb. Pretty dumb. <laughs> Pretty dumb. That does a lot of dumb things anyway. If he's not dumb, and one of those was when he stole crab legs from a oh, store. Oh yeah. When he was in college there at Florida State. Well, there's a place in Tallahassee. Or excuse me, not in Tallahassee, in Tampa, in North Tampa, a restaurant who has just said that if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft Jameis Winston, he will get free crab legs for life. <laughs> free crab legs. Won't all even have to eat. steal them. Won't have to steal them. They'll just give them to him. That is one of the things. And uh, so it's speculation, yeah, that he will be the first one taken. With that, 
Since there's so many, so much going on in sports this week, Sarah. An overwhelming amount. Overwhelming amount. Of things happening. In I feel it would only be appropriate. Oh God. If I just played one fan song about Jameis Winston. Oh God. Oops. God dang it. In theory. <laughs> My computer doesn't want to play Jameis. It is caught. Yeah! Touchdown of Brazil. It is a tremendous catch by Calvin. It's called the Jameis Winston country song. Jameis. He's famous as a man can be. He can make a play on any team. Make him feel the Seminoles. He's standing. Oh, my God. Florida State is running wild and free. They're going to the Rose Bowl. You know it should be easy for a man that's strong to throw the ball. Okay, Greg. Okay, that's enough. Oh, my God. That was the Jameis Winston country song by somebody named DJ Pokey on YouTube. (laughs) Of course it is. And then in parentheses, he's Jameis. That's, that's the name of this. Jameis Winston, Winston country song, He's Jameis. Okay. There you go. So the draft is on Thursday. We'll find out about that, and then finally that'll be done, and then they'll talk all about that over and, and over then it and will over be and over and over and over and over and over. And then it'll move on to the other things. But there we go. The Portland Trailblazers taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow night. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That was wonderful, Greg. Yes. Thank well, you for the go. updates. There it is. Much appreciated. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what else, though, with all these sports happening this week, Sarah? Yes. It's going to be time to laugh next week. Because oh the Bridgetown God. Comedy Festival. It sure will be, Greg. What a fantastic segue. <laughs> <laughs> Bridgetown Comedy Festival is next week and starting on May 7th, May 7th through May 10th. And it is going to be fantastic. Hundreds of comedians will be in town performing at all kinds of different venues. Fantastic. Oh no, we're not we're not incorporating ska into this. Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Go to bridgetowncomedy.com. You can get your tickets. You can also look through and see who it is that's coming to town. There are so many different shows and so many things going on. You can find all kinds of information right there at bridgetowncomedy.com. You can get a ticket for the whole festival, which we suggest. That's probably the best way to do it. Then you can just go anywhere. And or- it's fun, too, because then you don't have to commit to a show and say, like, you think that you want to go to one, but then you're like, oh, well, I just saw this comic this comic, and they're performing at this other place that I'd kind of like to check out. You're not really committed, like, time committed to particular shows. Yeah. You can kind of bounce around and go wherever you want, which is what Greg and I do every year. Yep. You and just it's kinda, so fun. You just kind of pick. And it's, it's fun, too, to just, like, pick random shows. Be like, I don't know anybody's name on this show. Some I'm just going to go and see it. Some of the best shows can be you have no clue who you're going to see, and yeah. it just turns out to be like could be one of your new favorite comedians. Right. It's so it is so much fun. BridgetownComedy.com. Get your tickets right there for. I'd, I'd say just get the band for the whole weekend. Mm. All right. Send us an email. FunEmploymentRadio gmail.com. Give us a call five zero three five seven five nine one two zero. Sarah will be here on the Fun Employment Radio Network later I today. Will be. I'm so excited because the McMahon Horn. Is back broadcasting today at 5.30... Yeah, 5, uh, 5 to 7. 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. I get to hang out with Adam and Scoot because we all watched uh, WWE Extreme Rules this oh past weekend. So we're giving a recap today. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I'm just really excited they asked mm-hmm. me. And how many times do you... I'd, I'd say, you know what? If you want to play a drinking game, listen to that show tonight and see how many times Sarah says Roman Reigns. Oh. Drink every time she says Roman oh, Reigns. Oh, Roman There's Reigns did game. win. He was amazing. Spoiler alert. <sighs> 
So that'll be coming up today on the <laughs> on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then followed by Guys and Balls. Awesome. All right here. Big thank you to Jeremy from UrbanTimberTree.com. That is Urban Timber, UrbanTimberTree.com. Go there and get a quote. I know we already have people in the live chat that are doing it. And oh, that's obviously, awesome. if you need some tree trimming done, that is the place to go. So there we go. All right, you guys. And Greg, thank you should you. probably have them trim your trees before yours kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Stuck on by. Bye. Bye. Bye.